Are you doing the open? I can do the open. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the local portion of the Draft Politics Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Steve, along with me, as always. It's EJ. We're here today with a lot of local things. Got some local stuff. Weighty local things. Yes, but before we get into that, let's talk about how local we are. We're at Dry Hop Brewery. In, uh, it's off of Broadway. and we're East Lakeview. East Lakeview, yes. Uh, enjoying some beers. Uh, just starting into my third beer while we're here. Having the Influence by Make Believe, which is a Vienna. I'm going to try it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, he's trying the beer. He looks very happy with it. Tasting it. It is good. It is good. A good, like, like a light bitterness, a little caramely, just what you want this time of year. Yeah, and I've got to say, their their beers here range from very hoppy to not. Yes. And it's very... In spite of the dry hop name... Which I was a little nervous, like, it's going to be an all-EJ beer list, but no. They yeah, actually, actually when you selection. suggested it, I was like, thanks, man, taking one for the team. That's right. But it's got a beer menu that I think appeals to both of us. I've already had uh, the Hopalation Trail, uh, which was really good. It's, I, I don't know how to say it other than it's an IPA. Really nice, a little hazy. Um, I'm on this beer called Opaque and Accessible. It's a, they call it a fresh hop mild. It's, it's very dark. It's only 4%. Really good, really multi. Not usually my gig, but really nice. I'm hoping to get to the shark meets hipster later. Right. Just because of the name. Yeah, and I start off with the, uh, the Earth Goes Hard and the Call Me Basic. The Earth Goes Hard, as you might guess, is a goes, and it was excellent. The Call Me Basic... It's pumpkin spice, so hence call me basic, whatever. I loved it. I love this time of year and pumpkin flavor, and it's like it's weird to me that this is the only time of year you can get it. I'm pretty sure. Like, you can get all kinds of things that are seasonal throughout the year. You can get tomatoes all year. Somehow right. pumpkins is like, nope, only fall. It's not like we have ramp-flavored beers for those two weeks in May. I would try a ramp-flavored beer, but only because it's got that local vibe to it. But yeah. it would probably be quite terrible. <laughs> it would, pro- but you know, good for the digestive health right. with the alum. It'd be a, yeah, an aperitif. I've got to tell you, I've never been here. I love this place. Like the vibe is good, the energy is good on a yeah, Monday. Yeah, it's a Monday night and it is packed. There are people waiting for a table. I feel a little guilty right now. We actually just ordered some food so that right. we're not like, you know, totally depriving them of the revenue that they should be getting from this table. Uh, but really, the number of people here, the quality of the beer. The pretzels we had were second to one. Right, so yes. Second best pretzels we've yes. had. I'm but really looking baked, forward to really, the beer. Really yeah. tasty, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. having a burger. I can't recommend it highly enough if you're in the East Lakeview neighborhood. Easy walk and from the Belmont. And if you're not, why not come here, you know? It's good. So, yeah, so that covers our, our beer. So let's talk politics. So, as I've said on the, po- the podcast before, I'm terrified. Uh, I'm a parent. Strike day is three days from now. Yes. 
I don't know if this when this is going to correspond with release day, but strike day is coming up. And it doesn't look like there's going to be an agreement. Yeah, I, I my expectation here is that there's going to be there will be a strike as a kind of show of force at the very least. There was a march today that the CTU did. Yep. Um, you know, so there's very much a clearly like we're unified, we're going to push for this. Um, I've also seen like a lot of businesses around town with signs saying that they're supporting the teachers. Like there's very clearly like an effort to build up that that momentum behind the teachers as they go into the final stages of this negotiation. Sure. And, and we've heard some things in the last couple of weeks uh, about how things have gone and some demands that may seem a little different. So you know, the teachers union was pushing for certain housing policies, for example, to right. be enacted as part of the contract negotiation, which is it's different. So it's exercising their influence as a political entity, not just a representative of the teachers. Right. And again, not putting any judgment on that one way or another, just saying that is a thing that that's been happening. Well, and I think it's a I think it's a good strategy and I know that there have been other you know, we've seen strikes in like, and they were there were like wildcat strikes that we had in in other states where it was like they were trying to broaden the message about what they were striking for and being more than just how much we're paid, what yeah. our benefits are, et cetera, et cetera. And so, I think it's a natural sort of logical follow-on to that of talking about the broader ecosystem. And, and reality is, is we make teachers do a lot of the work to make up for the failings of the sort of overall social policies that we have. I, I couldn't agree more. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more. And it's just, it muddies the picture a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, we know that over the weekend, uh, there were some positive signs. So, you know, Lori, who had a sign up that said, 142 days since we got a comprehensive counterproposal from CTU, which I thought was a little tacky, to be honest. Right. Um, they, you know, she came out along with uh, Janice Jackson uh, over the weekend and said, hey, we got some very concrete things proposal-wise. Yeah. And that seemed to be a positive sign. Uh, we know there are lots of negotiations going on today, uh, although the shark has come back and said, I don't know if there's enough time to figure it out. So kind of like you said... I could see a world where there's a two-day strike. Right. It's a it's Thursday. Like it's a Friday. Proof of concept. We could make your life miserable. Now let's get back to the table. Um, and I feel like a lot of this is really coming down to, like, there's lots of things that are on the table. I think fundamentally what this is coming down to is a power play between a three-year contract and a five-year contract. Right. The CTU has been pushing for a three-year contract. Lightfoot's administration has been pushing for a five-year contract. And why this matters is because, you know, you push this out three years from now, we're in an election year, we will know how much revenue is coming in from marijuana uh, legalization, we'll know how much revenue is coming in from uh, the fair tax if that passes. And so really it's after the next year or two that we're going to know kind of how much money the city is really getting. Right. And so if you do a three-year contract, that gives the CTU a lot of power to influence that election. 
if you talk a five-year contract, we're now past that that election, and now it's good, the power is really more in the hands of the mayor. There's going to be other issues that are all talked about. Sure. I think, but you know, and I don't want to know what your feelings are on this. My my sense of things is, Lightfoot and the CTU want the same thing. Like I think they both want nurses in all the schools. Yes. And they both want librarians. I think the question is who's controlling it and how much power they really have to sort of influence that conversation. I, and I personally believe that as well. Yeah. And I, again, I was a Lightfoot supporter. Right. I am very pro-union. My wife's family, like all teachers, like my sister's teachers, you know, but it does feel like they should have more common ground than they appear to have. Right. And it's, and it's, it's like, weirdly, like, it feels like it shouldn't be as adversarial as it is, but I understand why it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's say you spent a million dollars on candidates in an election and got thoroughly trounced. Yes. You know, I, now you're asking, you know, Lori kind of looks at that and she's kind of said something. I'm not upset with them, but I remember. Yeah. And, you know, the CTU was like, we backed somebody substantially, and that person got crushed. Right. So. Well, it's interesting. It would be curious to see, like, what would this dynamic have been had, had it not been Lightfoot that won? You know, had it been their candidate who won? And we're talking about Tony Preckwinkle. Yeah. But, you know, had, had she won, would this be the same dynamic, or would they fall in line fairly quickly? Because they're like, hey, this is our person. Or be more pragmatic. Yeah. And, well, and look, again, I, when, when the CTU talks about the need to improve housing, you know, because that impacts students' abilities to learn. Yes. Uh, the way that they talk about really all of the progressive issues, librarians, counselors, all of those things, those are all the right things to talk about. I'm not. I'm not denying that. I, although, I look at it and go, I'm not sure that everybody is doing this just for short-term ends. I think there is definitely a bit of a power play oh, between the powers yeah. right now, and I think Lori. Lori doesn't care too much about the politics of it. And that's making it a little harder on people. So, so how do you think this is going to play out? Like, do you think that, so we talk, like, I think we're both in the sense of we think it's going to be a shorter, like, there will be a strike. Yep. We think it'll be a shorter strike. And I think it's going to be, I, mean, I think, honestly, like, a two-day strike where it's like, okay, parents are a little irritated. Right. But they come back to the table and figure things out pretty quickly. Seems like a good ending to it. So, yes, I... I think it's going to be a two-day strike. Thursday and Friday of this week, I'll hang out with my kids. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we'll hang out for a couple days. I think they'll they'll probably say on Wednesday or early Thursday that they have, in principle, a contract agreed by the negotiators, and then the vote will be Friday or Saturday. That's my thinking. I kind of think more of, like, they'll have a strike, make it seem like, well, you know, we've got a clear fundamental difference. Thursday, Friday, they'll have a marathon session over the weekend. They'll come out on Monday. Now, where I'm curious to see is, like, 
is it the three-year deal or is it the five-year deal? Because I think like the the other things that we're talking about in terms yeah. of like how much they're being paid and you know I think there's and there's been back and forth about like the CTU wants commitments to hire nurses whereas Lightfoot doesn't want to build that into the contract negotiations. She wants it to be something separate from that. So like. What's your feelings on like where this is going to end up? Do you think that the CTU holds the cards at this point, or do you feel like Lightfoot does? I think that they'll end up with some of the they'll end up with class size, salary, and one of the support staff things in the contract. Okay, and the other things outside of it. So, and how long is the contract? I think Lightfoot caves on that, and it's a three year. I think you're right. I think the CTU like has more I think they have more clout at this point I think they've built up a good yeah. basis of power and like that given that Lightfoot's a new mayor she's not going to have a lot of interest in, in fighting this out at this point and so yeah. then they'll come back to the table in three years knowing what the revenue needs are and and hopefully what happens is a lot of the things that they've been talking about that both I think fundamentally agree on that you know maybe don't get built in that contract that those things will get dealt with because I think they Everybody knows that's what needs to happen and wants it yeah. to happen. I mean, it's one of those things where you say, like, if we had the money, I don't think there would be a discussion. Well, that's that's the thing. It was like, if we had the money, we'd have the nurses, we'd have the librarians, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's because we don't have the money, you know, and, and you know, things are going to also be in play, you know, it's like as the fair tax comes into play, that gives us an opening, like maybe there will be some sort of like income tax at the city level that can then be progressive. Because passing that now would be crazy, but if you have a progressive income tax, you know, then you wealthy people pay more into it. You know, there's lots of different ways you can play that. Absolutely. But we don't know enough right now, and none of it's going to be really figured out until, you know, November of 2020. Yeah, and, you know, the other part of this is that the CTU invested a lot in the city council races. Yes. So it also seems to me like there's an opportunity for them to influence things at that level. Say, we want to introduce ordinances, or they can say we can stop ordinances from being passed, Mayor Lightfoot. I. So I think three-year caseworkers or social workers right. are in the contract and class or size. nurses. Live, or maybe nurses, but librarians are not in the contract. Yeah, I think nurses are probably most likely to be in there. Yeah. So we'll see. You may have heard it here first, everybody. Yeah, exactly. We're going to hope you did. Um, I want to talk about one appointment that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, that's interesting and I think important, and it's also related. So... Uh, John Arena, he used to be. Uh, he used and to be. And we did talk about this on a previous podcast. I think it's right. like him getting appointed. And, yeah. yeah. So John Arena has been appointed to a job. Uh, he used to be. He used to be an alderman. He was voted out of office, uh, really in in favor of a Republican. Right. Uh, uh, Gardier, Gardier, Chardonnay. Jardinero. Let's yeah. call him Jardinero. He's fine. that spicy. I mean, and that guy, actually, he's very funny because you see a picture of this guy. He's a former EMT. He looks like he's been, like, he looks like old school 
Chicago politician already. Like okay. he's been he's been corrupting at like a you know twenty year level already. Right. Like he's amazing. To be fair, we, he's not been. There's nothing we know to be corrupt about him. Just sure. Like, let's be clear. Sure, we don't. So, <laughs> John Arena, like the big issue that div- divided the ward was a housing project. Right. And I know people on both sides of this. So, again, full disclosure, I've met John Arena a few times, uh, had communications with him. Uh, his wife and my wife have been in communications together. We're like, And I personally like John Arena very much. Yes. So, full disclosure. But there's a big swath of the community who did not want any subsidized housing in the war. Right. Straight up. Yeah. And this is a common thing of, of nominally we all support, you know, affordable housing, but there's a lot of nimbyism around this where it's like, that's great, but we don't want it here. I know yeah. that my, my previous alderman, Amaya Pawar, got in some trouble with some of the constituents by backing a, a housing development in the area that was going to be a mixed income housing. Um, you know, and a similar thing here played out with with. Arena and so right, so he lost his job because of that basically, and and Lightfoot has since hired him to be involved in uh, in planning and development around housing. Yeah, and one of the things I think is interesting to talk about with this is how sort of the old system worked, how the new system works or does not work. Like traditionally in you know the daily version of the world and the Rahm Emanuel version of the world. There was patronage. There was, yeah. you're loyal to me, I'm loyal to you. You you know, you need a job, I get you that job because you did this work for me. And so Arena gets hired in this position. And so, the, like, is this the same kind of thing as what we saw before? I mean, uh, honestly, again, with my experience with him aside, like, he seems pretty qualified for this. Right. And you... I don't know how you could build patronage over a three-month campaign. So, even if you said, well, you know, John Arena was totally pro-Lightfoot, and what? He lost in his own ward. Right. So, you can't really say that he delivered his ward to Lori. Well, yeah, and I think, like, patronage is definitely something that's a, it plays out over the long term. It's somebody establishes yeah. their base of power, and people are sort of like, giving fealty to that power over time. It's like, okay, wait, you know, I was part of your ward organization and and did that work and now I'm, you know, I, I need that job. Here's that job. Yeah. Um, you know, or I got these donations for you. And like, I don't feel like that's what's going on here. It seems like it's more of, is he a political ally? Sure. Yeah. But his skill set and his interest and around that all sort of matches to that. And he, yeah. You know, and, and so I think it's one of the things, like, with Lightfoot, I think we, it's good to think about everything she's doing, including this, the CTU uh, negotiations, on that four-year cycle. It's like, there's something she'll get done now, something she'll get done later. Let's see what happens. She's hiring him now. Let's see what comes of that. What right. are the things they're doing? What are the initiatives? It's, given his background, I feel pretty good about that yeah, hire. Yeah, me too. Um, and, I, and I do know, like, on election night, he was in the you know VIP section at her election yeah. night party. Uh, were you? No, I was I not. I didn't no. get into that. No, I was so, not there at all. 
Womp womp. Womp womp. So, uh, look, there's a connection there. And and again, there was the whole hiring freeze thing, and so you know. Right. So this was this was apparently like in negotiation before the hiring yeah. freeze, but he was technically hired after the hiring freeze, so that that doesn't look good. But I also, you know, I look at this and say, and this is why I think it ties into the CTU thing. Lori has put together a team of people who are pretty progressive on housing and, and planning. Yes. So that should get her something. Right. You know, and I think that's the thing is like there's going to be an effort to portray her as just as corrupt as Rom was and just as much of the machine as Rom was in the interest of ironically getting some other machine person in there in you know four years yeah. hence. And so that's something we have to bear in mind as all this happens. And I you know and I I think about this as we go, you know, back to the CTU thing. It's like I see people developing like, you know, oh, I'm in favor of the unions and I'm against Lightfoot because I'm in favor of the, the CTU. And I think it's we need to be a little more nuanced in that because it's not like back in the days where it's like Rahm Emanuel right. and there's a whole like kind of corporatist agenda. There's we can have aligned interests and yet be in conflict with each other. I, well, and. And it also feels to me like, generally, and we've talked a lot about discourse and political discourse on this podcast, like, it's almost like, if I don't have an enemy, I can't show strength. Yeah. And that, we need to, we need to reject that concept. I, I can support the teachers and support the support staff. Because everything's that's the thing, meta. Like, I, yeah, I mean, that's where I find myself. is like, I, I want the, the CTU to get the best contract they can. I want the nurses to be in there. I want, you know, the support staff, the librarians. Yeah. Well, I want all of that. I think, you know, we've got to figure out, but we have to figure out how to pay for all of this. We can disagree on the ways to get there. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we should cast the other person in such a light. Yes. Or other party in such a light. Agreed. That... We're castigating them. Uh, yeah. And I, I I, would hope that once we get past the contract, and this is why I think it's going to be a three-year, that Lori looks at this and is like, if I can figure out my way through the next two weeks, I can build those bridges. We can build a, a yeah. better thing. She has thing. to get past the, like, we've got this giant pile of debt. Yeah. we got to figure out, like, we're going to make a lot of hard choices and then work towards fixing some things as we get to when she wants to do re-election. You know, we'll see what candidates come come to the fore in the in that four-year time yeah. span too, you know. So does Preckwinkle run again? Does, you know, does a daily run again cuz Lord knows it's always a daily. Lord knows there always has to be a daily. So can we talk about some real speaking of dailies? Can we talk about some real criminals for a absolutely, minute? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll go to the state level a little bit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh sen state senator Martin Sandoval so here's a guy, uh, chair of the transportation committee. His offices have been raided, and like offices and satellite offices all over the state. Like, and when I started reading about where they were raiding, I, I one town in particular caught my eye, <laughs> just because they can't stay out. Whenever you think about corrupt politics in Chicago or in the state. 
Cicero, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Slipping You know, Jimmy. the thing of it is, I did not know what city you were going to say, but I'm like, I bet it's Cicero. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's Cicero. And so they're subpoenaing all this. They're raiding offices. They've subpoenaed ComEd about communications there. And this guy is still doing all, you know, he's still on his committees. Yep. Still all these same things. We've we've had this kind of long-running investigation that started with donors and people in Madigan's office. Now, Senator Sandoval, I'm fascinated by all this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And they're digging into, you know, at this point, five or six companies who have donated to Sandoval's campaigns and other Democratic campaigns across the state. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's good to remember, like, there are degrees of, of corruption. And there's, like, you know, little negotiations and back and forth that are all actually perfectly reasonable and are expected. And then, you know, and then, and it's always shades of gray as you get to more and more corruption until it's like, hey, this is f***ing golden, and then you're selling Senate seats. Like, right. Um, and so this is more on the, the, the f***ing golden side of right. things. <laughs> In a bad way. Right. In this case, f***ing golden is bad. And we well, have to use the bleep a lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> so everything I read about this just tells me this guy is screwed. Yeah. And now the question is, who's he going to roll on? So I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say that he's being targeted in a way to get him to roll on somebody above him. I believe that. Maybe somebody more Madigan-like. What do you Madigan-like? think Madigan-like? You know. Okay. Somebody whose name is Madigan. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be Madigan-like. You know, I mean... As somebody who, you know, I feel very much I'm a Democratic Party person. Like, I, you know, I would love so much if Madigan was somehow taken out of power. I mean, like, you know, as much as, like, like so many of the problems we have in Illinois in terms of our budgets or whatever were fundamentally Madigan-driven choices. And, but, you know, he's he has a lot of power in the party. A lot of the, the money flows through him. It's going to be hard to get people to take him out of power. Yeah. So if something like this happened where, like, corruption investigations led to him, I'm happy. Yeah, and I guess from my standpoint, and we we definitely are very critical of the Republican Party at the national level. I think that we are almost equally critical of the Democratic Party at the state level. Well, and the thing of it is, like, I'm, I'm against corruption. Like, I don't care which party it is, right? Who it is, like, and if, and I don't feel any personal pain by if it's oh, it's a Democratic person. I like, I don't like the fact that it's somebody in the Democratic Party who is acting corruptly. But if they are acting corruptly, I want them gone. Yeah, I I agree. So I agree, and so we'll see. How, I mean, we don't know for sure if Madigan's involved yeah. in this, but you know, we'll see how this all plays out. But yeah, because lots of things happen. In the Madigan world without his knowledge. Right? Hashtag plausible deniability. Right. Let me tell you one thing we can... Although it would be nice to have somebody in the legislature go to president instead of just the governor's office. That's but, true. You know. It's true. That's It'll help fill out the Illinois legislative wing of right. the prison system. Right. 
Uh, one interesting number that I saw very recently was that Alderman Ed Burke has spent $400,000 in legal fees in the last few months. Right. Now, good. Good. I'm glad I like his economic stimulus program here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, outside of those, I, one thing I wanted to bring up, and I think it's important. Um, Look, we're both active politically on the local level. We know a lot of people. There are a lot of elections going on. So uh, on the the 17th of March, St. Patrick's Day, and as an aside, can you imagine what Chicago is going to be like primary day, St. Patrick's Day? I like the beer crawl slash voting thing. Yeah, it's bureaucratic crawl. Right. I'm yes. going to take that day off. Uh, so there are lots of elections going on right now. So you'll see petitions being passed by people for things like, you know, state rep and circuit clerk, circuit court, clerk, something. Yeah. I mean, and, it's like all kinds of and offices. committeemen, Democratic committeemen. Yep. You're going to see lots of things on slates. Like there are people out there volunteering. They're busting their ass. Sign petitions. Get people on the ballot. Now, it's not like the municipals where, you know, for aldermen, you can only sign one petition. Yeah. You can sign them all. Sign everything. Um, and you'll also see petitions for president. So take the time to talk to the people who are volunteering right now. Sign their petitions. Make them feel good. And if... You know what? They inspire you. Find a campaign to go out and yeah. canvas Yeah, for. and I think we should do on a future episode is maybe, like, go through, like, all the races that are coming up that are, like, there's some very obscure things that are always on our ballots. Yeah. And we get there, and it's like, what the hell is the Water Clerk Commission do? of the or, Cook County Court. Right. Which I honestly, like, literally had no idea what that job was until this last week I was at a forum where they were talking about this. I was like, oh. That's what they do. Well, that's useful. And so, you know, let, we'll, we'll maybe do a session where we talk about, like, what yeah. each one of these kind of jobs do. I, and and when you're rating us on iTunes, if you have a question about one of those, drop the question in. Or tweet at us. Or Facebook, Facebook us. Yeah. Or, uh, because uh, these are important races. They're also places where your friends and neighbors are putting in time. Yeah. And putting in time in races is what makes democracy work. Yep. Yeah, and I think it's also important to remember is like the the local races a lot of times seem more boring, more obscure, but a lot of, you know, the influence it has on our lives actually is much more there's yeah. much more to it, and so I think there's a lot of reason to invest in those. And I know I'm personally bad about it. I'm, you know, I'm always distracted by what's going with impeachment palooza and all that sort of stuff. So, we'll we'll get into that more, but Anyhow, I think that kind of wraps us up. Wraps us up. Thanks for hanging with us. Get out there. Stay informed. Look for us next week or around the debates. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.